Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is juicier than a pickled chicken. I'm Christian Rivera, your host, and today on the show, I have my dear friend, Colleen Faris, with me to talk about her personal story of finding focus through tarot and spirituality. She was once too quickly diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and it wasn't very helpful for her. She didn't feel like herself and needed an alternative method of discovering what she needed. Before you run away, skeptical person, this episode touches on the practical side of tarot and how the fun of it is a way for you to prompt your mind into being honest with itself. As we know, sometimes the most difficult part of growth is honesty, and tarot has given her the opportunity to do that. There are other things involved as well that I can't remember, but throughout the episode it's really interesting and it's good because there's a little bit of banter in the beginning because we've known each other since college and um you know we get along great so it was really good to talk to her and hear her voice because it's been a while um but essentially it's good to know that one size does not fit all so here's a different way of finding clarity for yourself you know alternative methods of discovery and you can find out more about colleen at the creativegypsy.net so without further ado welcome my dear friend colleen faris drums please <laughs> Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Join me, 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the labyrinth of crime and secrets within families. I'm cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved, including investigators and the families of victims. Listen to My Life of Crime with Erin Moriarty wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, we did it. Oh my God. (laughs) Ah, finally. Okay. Well, well, officially welcome to the show. (laughs) Finally. Hold on, let me put my, um, hopefully it doesn't disconnect us. I'm going to throw my Wi-Fi on so we can get a slightly better connection. And uh, yeah, good times. So (laughs) we've been spending the past... Are you still there? Ah! <laughs> I don't hear you anymore. Wait, hold on. Wait. <laughs> Am I still here? You yeah, you're still, there. you're still there. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Disaster averted multiple times. I'm uh, hearing feedback. Is that, are you hearing it on your end? I'm not hearing any feedback now. Okay, good. Then that doesn't matter then. <laughs> okay. Are you using like a head? Or, um, anything no. like that? If you, 
if you have headphones, like you can use just plain headphones that doesn't have that don't have a microphone, and you can just plug those in and talk into your phone's microphone. That should work. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever. If you can hear me, that's fine. Whatever yeah, you want to do. I can hear you. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. So, so note if anyone's trying to do an interview with Anchor, you need to make sure that your voice permissions are on. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, that that happened to me once before, and I wasn't really sure what was going on because there was no no pop ups. Like Anchor is a really good app. Anchor, I use it for podcasting, and you can use it for creating uh, essentially like your own radio station, which is kind of fascinating. But the user experience is kind of shitty in spots. Like things just break, and you have no idea why. So it's it's a good old time. Anyway, so uh, the reason that this episode is starting out so unconventionally is because Colleen and I have known each other since college. <laughs> yes, and it's been a, a jolly good time ever since. I haven't seen you in a long time, but it's good to hear your voice and see that you're doing rad things. Yes, uh, absolutely. Good to hear from you, too. So uh, uh, give me and everyone listening, the rundown as to who you are, what you're doing, a little bit of your story, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, so <laughs> hey everybody in the world. Um, I mean, okay. it's, probably, it's like four people, so don't worry about it. It's Maybe not like four people that are listening in. Or yes. Maybe. It's not, it's not the entire world. It's like four people plus like, I don't know, maybe someone's dog. So I'm just trying to get a headset on real quick before I start talking. Yeah, let's do that. That's that's a that's a good idea. This is like the real the real radio podcasting stuff that I that I appreciate. Well, so I don't even know how to get it all figured out. So I'm just gonna not do that. (laughs) Right. That's anyway. Okay. So hi. Um, my name (laughs) is. (laughs) <laughs> my name is Colleen. Um, my website is The Creative Gypsy. And basically what it's about is I, I read tarot and oracle cards. And I also combine that with um, creating art. Um, that has not <laughs> come up on my site yet. I'm slowly incorporating it in mm. to the mix. Um, and I also do like energy healing, things of that nature. Um but if you want me to talk about um, things related to mental health, um, that kind of leads into how I got into what I'm doing now. Okay. Um, so many, many moons ago, it's story time. with Oh, I'm going <laughs> to snuggle up with a blanket. Let's do this. Okay. So many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I was faced with some pretty uh, stressful times. Uh, I had a lot of people um, passing away, like all around the same time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm having, and also while this is all happening, I was also really, really, really getting into my spiritual side, which okay. is kind of like divine timing uh, now that I think about it. But um, so started having uh, panic attacks galore mm-hmm. uh, just about every day every day um, it it was like hold on I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, think of the timeline here right. so take your time don't worry no pressure yeah. 
Okay, so here's here's the whole story. And it's going to get into spiritual stuff and all that stuff too. So sure. just bear with me. Um, so, <laughs> so I was really, really getting into um, spiritual side, crystals, yoga, like doing all that fun stuff mm-hmm. uh, back in about like 2010 or so. Right. And I, I think that I like opened doors pretty quickly um, mm-hmm. with what I was doing because I wasn't really understanding what I was doing. <laughs> I was just right. screwing around. Uh-huh. So I, uh, it was like every night I was waking up and like hearing voices, um, calling my name, <laughs> like whispering, whispering my name. It was like outside of my body. Mm-hmm. And like to the point where I thought that I was like hearing the radio was on. I thought like people were having parties outside of her house. Like I would check my, um, radio and I'd be like, is this thing on? And I'd go outside and I'd be like in the street, like, is there a party out here? Like what's happening? I just, all I hear is people talking. Right. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so one night um, I'm in my room and I just heard clear as day. Um, they Like someone saying my name. And before it was always like when I was sleeping or like I just start to wake up. So I always thought that I was dreaming it and whatever. Mm-hmm. So clear as day, I hear my name and I'm wide awake standing in my room. I'm like, what the hell? No one is in this house. <laughs> and they're like, just give this a chance. And I was like, no, go the hell away. I don't know what this is. Get the hell out of here. And then I started having panic attacks galore. Like to the point where like I was like crawling on the ground, like couldn't function. Mm -hmm. It was really bad. I really thought that I was um, going crazy. Mm -hmm. I um, I actually uh, signed myself into a behavioral facility Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't know what else to do. I really thought I was losing it. Right. And um. Within like a half hour of talking to them, they, I I literally talked to this woman for a half hour and she was like, well, you're bipolar. You need to be on this medication. You're, you're probably going to gain a lot of weight on this medication Mm -hmm. here Go to this uh, counseling room and talk to all these people about what you're going through. And I was just like, this doesn't feel right to me. And Mm -hmm. then to like an other area and they're like well no you have psychosis you don't have bipolar disorder and so it was pretty uh jolting everything and then I was just like you know what I'm gonna have to figure this out on my own because it doesn't feel right and to just diagnose me so quickly didn't feel right either you know without really understanding who I am and you know what I mean so. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a it takes a long time for anyone to diagnose uh, anyone with well with anything, but especially a mood disorder. Because I, I house also have a mood disorder, and when you were saying bipolar, I was like, "Oh, that's why we're friends." Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I am. I you know, every once in a while, things happen in my life, and I'm like, "Am I having like a manic moment?" Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, you know, if I am, that's fine. Um, right. I I am totally okay with the possibility of me having these things. Um, I definitely, I mean, like I 
um, later down the line, I had like another like massive panic attack where I like called 911 and stuff and mm. they diagnosed me with panic disorder, okay. <clears throat> which feels right for me. <laughs> right, right. Based on the amount of panic attacks I was having, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I, I guess so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then um, I, uh, I just uh, really wanted to, I, I mean, I was on, you know, some medications that are like the generic form of Xanax for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to like wean myself off of it mm-hmm. and um, try to understand it without. Like what, what led you to that decision or were you just going to talk about that just now? Like yeah. What, um, what? yeah. Well, like, I, I mean, I strongly believe in, in you know, the, the medication that I was on. I definitely uh-huh. feel like that helped me immensely mm-hmm. during that time. Right. Um, but it just got to a point where I felt like I was kind of just shutting off all like feeling, you know right. what I mean? Like, it was just kind of, uh, it, it, you know, it took away of the, took away the immediate symptoms of what I was going through, but it wasn't really addressing like why they were there, Mm -hmm. uh, what was actually going on. So I just decided to just, you know, you know, work my way down till it was gone. Right. So that I could understand it more. And it's helped me. um, Like I definitely still have issues with anxiety to this Mm -hmm. day. Right. And, and even um, depression as well. But um, I've learned to work with that to um, gain a deeper connection to my own body and, and what I'm experiencing and why I'm experiencing it. And um, it, it's definitely just um, opened me up to understanding my intuition on a deeper mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like understanding yeah. like why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Obviously something that's happening right now is not, you know, resonating with me for my highest good. Right. So let's figure out why. And uh, <clears throat> so this, the last couple of years have definitely been all about me understanding that and um, empowering myself to set strong boundaries so mm-hmm. that I'm not putting myself in situations that increase my anxiety. And you know what I mean? Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah, I absolutely do. I'm, I am quite, I'm nearly on the same path. I think we are on very parallel paths uh, mm-hmm. because I'm, I've been doing the same thing. I've kind of, I've never been on any kind of medication, but that's because I so intrinsically and so deeply want to learn more about who I am as a person and what, how, how this makes me feel in certain situations. I've had mm-hmm. to make a lot of life adjustments, even so much so recently getting a divorce because it was literally driving me to feel like I was not going to live much longer because that, yeah. environment, that environment wasn't working for me. Um, so it's about, it's been about learning who I am, what my environment, um, how I respond to certain things, like you just said, setting boundaries and learning how to kind of live with this on your terms because just kind of muting everything isn't really helpful without fully understanding it. Cause then you just kind of feel like a zombie that doesn't have any control over your life. And I think Absolutely. while yeah. it's also exhausting to have to figure out who you are and manage that, it's also 
kind of Absolutely. rewarding. Yes, yeah, yes. It, it kind of becomes, um, I, I've described it as like my superpower in a lot of ways, like understanding what drives me into depression or mania allows mm-hmm. me to convey those concepts to other people who don't have a type of bipolar disorder, who are just normal people who also feel kind of that like more subtle crash because people, yeah. you know, there's depression and then there's mania, but regular people still feel some version of that. You know, you feel burnt out when you work too much or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I tr- so I try to translate a lot of those concepts that I'm learning into how I can help other people. And for me, having to deal with the extremes of that through a lot of drinking in my early 20s and going through depression or mania, even from like the sound of a dog barking too much can drive me into mania is like something that I've learned to harness as a superpower in a way. It's not something Mm -hmm. that I feel like I should live with and I do want to treat it in some way. But I feel like now that I have a fuller understanding, I feel like now I can take that leap and try try some medications. That's where I'm at on my journey. But um, it sounds like you've found a way to kind of take hold of it through spirituality and energy healing and, and tarot and all of that stuff. So maybe explain a little bit of how you've started to kind of cultivate this identity and learn how to manage yourself through all of this. Sure. So um, during that whole process, I definitely felt like like I was kind of breaking through something mm-hmm. and uh, opening myself up more to um, being sensitive to certain energies, you know, for example, you know, the, the energy of anxiety and depression kind of opened me up to understanding how, you know, sensitive I really am to those things. Like, I guess I never really understood what I was feeling at Mm -hmm. at a younger age, you know what I mean? So, um, so through all of that, um, I just, uh, channeled it into my spiritual side and, um, just really, uh, worked on like kind of clearing out the crap in my life so that I can understand what's going on around me. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. So I, uh, I did a yoga training, teacher training, um, Mm -hmm. during that time. And I think that helped me immensely having a, uh, like a routine, um, to help me through all of it really absolutely helped me, um, extremely and, and helped me to understand, uh, my body on a deeper level and how I feel doing certain things. So I strongly recommend that to anyone that's going through anxiety and depression, definitely get into yoga. It really, really, really helps you to connect you back to your body. Mm -hmm. Um, But from there, um, through that, I just kind of understood how much, how extremely sensitive I am to certain energies. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. So I started getting in, I actually went to massage school and I, and I got, I, I took Reiki all the way to the master, mastery level. Um, and then, you know, I've dabbled with tarot throughout this time. And um, I don't know, it just really kind of just opened me up in, in a way that I feel like really has helped me understand um, 
like what this world is like for me and for others and helped me to understand other people on a deeper level too. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when we get into these states of like being extremely anxious or depressed or, you know, manic or um, what have you, you can feel like you're completely separate from the rest of society. Mm -hmm. And so this being so strongly connected spiritually to others um, and able to understand this aspect um, has helped. It's helped me under, understand that everybody feels it on a certain level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the words. So like, it's not like, you and I are separate from everybody else. Everyone, it's like what you were just saying, like everyone feels what we feel just on different levels. Like mm-hmm. everyone's going through the same thing, just in a different way. Right. So it makes, you, it makes you feel more connected. It makes you feel like you're not alone. It's just a, a very healing and um, supportive way of, of living, at least for me. So mm-hmm. that's how I got into it. And um <clears throat> Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. You can. You, I, I, I trust me. I can always come up with more questions. So don't you worry. You don't have to fill in time. I got it. No, but it's um, it, you know, I, I hear I've heard someone else kind of do a similar. I had an interview recently with somebody that I need to do the second part of, where she was kind of on a similar journey, um, not with bipolar or anything like that, but through kind of helping people through spiritual means. So she's more of a life coach type. Um, But it it seems to me that a lot of people find different paths to understanding themselves. I take, you know, for me personally, I take a more um, for lack of a better way to put it, psychological and cognitive path. Like I do a lot of experiments and self-awareness and trying to figure out who I am based on my environment, um, my eating habits, uh, what I consume, who I'm around, what I'm doing, things like mm-hmm. that, and just kind of running tests and, um, and, and sort of almost literally trying to feel how my brain feels during certain situations. I actually, yeah. I actually kind of came up with a system. So what I have specifically is called cyclothymia. It's a low-grade bipolar disorder. So mm-hmm. it's, it's basically bipolar without any kind of like major mental breaks. So I haven't ended up in the hospital or anything like that. I've ended up in the hospital for, for drinking too much for binge drinking, but not directly related to like a panic attack or anything like that. Yeah. So, so that's more cyclothymia and, and it's more on a, on a cycle, but it's not a predictable cycle. So I kind of go from depression to mania. It could be over the course of days or months or weeks, and it could last a very long time. Um, And it seems that you know, for me, I, I, like I said, I came to a place where I tried to understand it through, through learning, psychological stuff, things like that. But I know plenty of other people, they'll test medications. They like to try to go that route. You know, maybe they don't want to fully understand themselves. They just want to feel better. And that's mm-hmm. fine. That's fair. Um, and, you know, always talk to your doctor about that. And then, you know, there's the spiritual means, which is more your path. And, really finding ways it sounds like and correct me if i'm wrong it sounds like the spiritual path and i'm i'm not spiritual at all so you'll have to help me a little bit <laughs> but um uh, it sounds like the spiritual path is almost like a way to translate 
how you're feeling into reality through this like extrasensory means in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're taking this, these understanding, these learnings and translating it into how you feel, which is really the same thing as my path in just like a different light. It sounds like. Yeah. Right. Yes. And when you say like you um, pay attention to your brain, that's like, it's like basically just another word for your intuition. And really what I do is um, like when I'm caught in a a state of like indecision or something like that, or something, I'm in an environment that doesn't feel right. And I don't know why, like Mm -hmm. I kind of just tap inwards and I'm like, all right, what's going on? And like, I just kind of listen to like the subtler, like the more calm voice in my brain Mm -hmm. as opposed to the more anxious, like fear based um, ego part of my brain. That's like telling me to like run or like, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I just like listen to the more subtle one. That's like usually a little bit more hard to hear or like, you don't want to hear it. (laughs) Um, So that's like, that's your intuition. It's just like a really, really soft, quiet voice. It's like, hey, I'm telling you what you need to be doing here. But I'm going to say it really, really quietly. So it's really difficult for you to hear. And you have to train yourself to hear it. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to even be honest with yourself in those situations. Because you go through this. What's what's going on within you. That's what it is. Yeah, you go through these situations where, you know, sometimes we deal with external means. We have other people who are looking at us, maybe they're, they're making judgments about our character and who we are based on what we're dealing with. And sometimes we make adjustments based on that. Some, some people are, some of us are people pleasers and we want to make sure that other people are happy and we don't listen to ourselves enough. Or there are situations where we're telling ourselves that we shouldn't feel that way for some reason or another. So, you know, it's, it's important to be willing to be honest with yourself and, and feel like, you can really listen to what your body and your mind is telling you and really trust it and take those actions as a result of that. That all makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. Yeah. It definitely helps you. Like, are you living for yourself or are you living for someone else? Exactly. Like, oh, the best way is to just really just tap into that subtle voice within everyone has it. It's just, you know, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to hear than others. So right. absolutely. Yeah. So with, um, so with tarot, tarot and, uh, Oracle, I've never heard of Oracle. I'm familiar with tarot. I think most people are familiar with tarot, but, um, um, yeah, Oracle's like tarot. It's just, um, a smaller deck and it's, it's not a part of like tarot has a major and a minor arcana and there's 78 cards, 78, 72, 78, I think it is. Um, and then like Oracle can be like 40 cards and it's just a lot more simple simple and like to the point mm-hmm. where tarot is like there's so many ways of looking at it it's like uh layers upon layers of um meaning for each card basically mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more involved so how are you using those to like help yourself and to help other people um as as part of your your path that you've been talking about absolutely so i use it as a way of um like I use it for the purpose of reflection of what it is that is going on in my life <clears throat> or in somebody else's life in that moment. So like, I, I just trust that my guides, you know, the universe is going to present me with a card that I need to 
reflect on in this moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the purpose of growing and healing. Um, <clears throat> and then from there, like when I look at the card, I'll get like thoughts in my mind, um, like immediately. And I just trust that whatever it is that I'm thinking that I'm feeling about this card mm-hmm. is the truth of what I need to work with in that moment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. It's, it's, it's the cards are kind yeah. of a, a prompt. It sounds like the cards are kind yeah, of a prompt a for how to feel, how to think. Yeah. It's a tool to help you understand your connection with, you can either think of it as like your connection with yourself on a deeper level. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a tool for, it's like a communication tool basically. Mm-hmm. Um, or like with divine with your spirit guides and you know um people look at it from different different ways um you can, you can of... go into like past lives and stuff like that with it too if you wanted but yeah it's, it sounds like it's it's kind of a way to to manually create or stimulate triggers within your brain you know if oh, i'm so... going to speak from like the way that i would understand it um mm-hmm. you know is you would look at it as a way to trigger something in your brain the same way that you would pay attention to triggers in your environment to see how that feels and how you react to it. You do the same with these cards and, you know, for obviously there's more depth to it than, than what I'm describing, but um, it seems like you can just kind of like use these as a daily tool and, you know, go on your um, and, and do that through you on your Instagram and such like that um, to, to, to kind of, use it as a means to, to, to kind of take a deeper dive into yourself and, and say like, it's almost like, look at this picture and tell me what you think. It's kind of like the Rorschach tests in psychology in a way. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's just a way of, of looking at yourself from a different perspective and understanding, you know, who you are and what you're going through, you know, on a deeper level. Some people can get, I mean, I have at certain points in my life, become like pretty obsessive with it and be like, give me all the answers that I need. Like, tell me how to live my life. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like you can't, you can't depend on it in that way. It's just um, a tool for reflection basically is, um, is how I like to explain it. It's just something for you to open your mind up a little bit more and understanding who you are in this world. Um, With others. So, yeah, you've definitely helped me understand it a little bit more because I, th- I think there's a general stigma around it. I think there's, you know, I, generally with anything, um, hold on, there's a phone call coming through. I had to cancel it. <laughs> uh, so there is, uh, uh, basically you've kind of helped me understand um, a little bit more that there's there's more to it. And it's more, there are ways to use it on a psychological level and it's not necessarily um just kind of like quote unquote hokey in a way that um, a lot of people yeah. stigmatize it to be. Yeah, it, do you, magic stuff. <laughs> right. It is that on a certain level if you want it to be, um, yeah. but you to use it for the purpose of just um, healing and growing and learning more about right. yourself. Yeah. There's more depth to it. And do you think that's, um, so do you think that's part of your journey with the creative gypsy brand? I guess you could say, um, to educate people on that a little bit more uh, are you trying to reach people who are um fully embracing it or are you kind of opening up uh your the way you speak about it to people who may not necessarily be open to it 
I think it's a little bit of both um, to connect with people that already do connect with it. And then also to just kind of like, um, you know, make people that people that don't understand people that are afraid of it generally just don't understand it mm-hmm. is usually the case for most things. So it's just kind of gently presenting it to them so that they can decide what it is for themselves and right. not, not like trying to force people to want to bring it into their life, but like just, you know, being more open about tarot and not making it something scary and something that, you know, is fake or whatever. Um, so people can learn it and understand what the heck it is. I mean, my family <laughs> for years uh, would look at me like I had, you know, five heads when mm-hmm. I was well, you know, bring these things out. And now they're all like, Oh, can you give me a reading? You know, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, uh, you know, you know, getting, uh, you know, kind of breaking through the ignorance of things that you don't know and are mm-hmm. well, do you know what I mean? So there's, so yeah. there's um, opening and educating people more about tarot. And then also like, I'm trying to merge it with um, my artwork Mm-hmm. So like I, I kind of take it on a deeper level and just kind of paint what I feel. Okay. Um, certain readings, like when they come up, like when I'm meditating before I do a reading, I'll, I'll paint something either before or after mm-hmm. just, to kind of, you know, um, you know, connect everything together. Um, so if, you know, some people can't understand it on an intellectual level, Mm -hmm. like if it's not really connecting with them that way and they're more in the creative realm, they can understand from that way, like what the vibe is there. Um, but I do abstract. So it's kind of like, (laughs) you know, just looking at it in a different way and feeling something Mm -hmm. rather than trying to work it all out in your brain, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, like I said, with like even understanding how we feel uh, psychologically and then through tarot and, you know, again, through creative expression, it's, it's all about, there are different ways to do things. You know, we even learned that in college through Photoshop is like, there's a million different ways to do something to do the same thing. Um, So, and that's good because that'll help you reach a wider range of people. You'll reach people who just want to connect with your art and then find more about who you are through, you know, the creative gypsy brand and tarot and all of that stuff. But then you're also presenting tarot in a way that is just fun. You know, like I love, I love just kind of seeing all of your posts pop up and, you know, seeing the different cards and seeing uh, uh, different ways that you're talking about it. I think it's all very interesting even if it's not something that i personally subscribe to i think it's just fun yeah exactly yeah you can look at it as it's just something fun to do almost kind of like reading your horoscope you know what i mean just kind of like out and see what's going on um you know or you can connect with it on a deeper level and and with the with the art i like i just started getting more involved with the abstract this past year like um back in june like i really worked with my emotions through mm-hmm. painting. So I feel like that's like a big part of what it is that I'm trying to do is like using art as like a emotional, you know, way of expressing who I am. And cause in the past it used to just be strictly like, I'm just going to paint this painting. Mm-hmm. I mean, this picture, this picture of a dog, I'm going to paint this picture of a dog. Yeah. I can paint it like 
almost perfectly. And, and in my opinion, I feel that I can paint it pretty exact, but I don't really feel anything mm-hmm. like well, when I'm doing it in that way. So right. being able to do it in an abstract form and really, you know, express emotions um, and, you know, whatever I'm feeling, it's, uh, it's healing for me. And I'm hoping that it's going to be healing for others when they get to experience that art and maybe learn how to use it for themselves. Mm-hmm. I've been really just using, like, I've been finger painting. I was using brushes for such a long time and I'm like, this feels so um, disconnected here. Like, I'm just going to start using my hands. I don't even care. <laughs> right. And there's um, no reason you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And just connecting it on a deeper level in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that that will be another tool for people to use for their own personal emotional expression if they want to learn how to do it or if they just want to, you know, take a look at what I make. So, <laughs> right. So with, um, uh, with the creative gypsy brand, I keep calling it a brand, but I assume that's kind of where you're going with it. Um, is it, um, is it something that you're trying to, or currently translating into a business in what way? And if not, how would you like to do that? Um, I do believe that I am working my way to having it being like a legit business. I'm trying to be pretty casual about it because when I've gone like really gung ho in the past, mm-hmm. um, I've put so much pressure on myself to make sure everything is perfect. Right. So this time I'm just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to let it flow and transform into whatever it's meant to, to do and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and go from there. Um, when, like when I, I call myself the creative gypsy just because like partially like my mom used to call me a gypsy all the time when I was little. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm always like running around doing a million different things. And also just because like my creative side goes from one thing to the other, like Mm -hmm. it just kind of just travels around wherever it wants to go. And you know, maybe I'll be doing this painting part with my tarot for a while. Maybe I'll decide to work in another way creatively mm-hmm. and incorporate that in. So I'm just kind of just being very open to whatever ends up happening. But tarot is like the basis of everything that I'm doing. And I'm bringing back my like energy healing work back into it again, because I'm feeling like I'm feeling like this brand, this identity that I've created for myself is um helping me to feel more like myself <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense like more authentically me yeah and more confident in being able to work with the healing aspect of myself because I've shut that I shut that down in the past um because of stuff going on in my life I mean mm-hmm. just because I'm doing the spiritual side of working with the mental Uh, like the anxiety and depression things doesn't mean that it's perfect. And then I'm like, I'm fine all the time. You know, like I still deal with depression, uh, you know, just like anybody else. So I uh, shut that down for a long while. And now I'm like, all right, let's do this. You know, I'm sick of of hiding. (laughs) Right. I think a lot of people are. And I think that's kind of the beauty of like, I've seen this kind of transformation in a lot of people. I feel like I'm going through it where, you know, we're kind of battling against the FOMO of the internet, the fear of missing out and like everybody being so picture perfect and whatever. And and people, 
you know, people are being more open about how they're feeling, who they are, their daily struggles, and people are resonating with that. People love that. And that's why I do this podcast, because I want to be able to not only express myself of what I'm going through and how I'm dealing with my day-to-day life, and I do that through all of my social channels and through the podcast, but to have guests on who are also sharing that story and, you know, people who aren't necessarily failing because of it, but people who are doing all right, they're on a path and they feel like they're, they're learning some things and that they're, they're kind of exhibiting, um, you know, traits of a normal person who is going through something extraordinary. Yes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely seeing the shift of people becoming more authentic lately. It's pretty, it's pretty mind blowing because it's, it's so funny how, in the past, people have been so quick to just make this fake persona of who they want to be or who they think people expect them to be. And like, especially in creating a brand, like I've done this so many times in the past, like I've tried to create myself into something that other people expected me to be, and it always just crashed and burned. And right. I failed over and over and over again, but I kept trying and trying and trying. And now I'm realizing that like, it's not working because it's not me. You know, right. mm-hmm. and everyone is starting to wake up to realize that when you are authentically you, that's when people will love you the most. That's when you will start to attract, attract the people that are most meant to be following you and be mm-hmm. what you're doing. Right. So that's, that's the way to success in, in all forms of your life, being completely authentically you. So. Yeah, yeah, I totally believe that. And it's been cool. It, it's been fantastic, actually, to see it. Uh, happening with you that you were finding your voice and you were cultivating this identity and really doing something that feels authentic because I can feel that coming. Like I, you know, like I said at the top of the show, I've known you since college and I, I got to see really before I went to California that you were starting to get into uh, the spiritual side and you were working at like a, a shop or something. And um, yeah, yeah, the crystal you know, shop. The crystal shop. Right. I remember that. And, um, you know, that was kind of like the beginning of this exploration for you. And um, over time, I kind of saw, you know, from from what I saw kind of like in passing on social media that, you know, there were kind of like dips and valleys and things like that. But it seems like lately you've really found a comfort level and a comfort zone of like who you are and the type of uh, uh message you want to send out uh the that you're learning more about yourself that you're being honest with yourself being more authentic and i think that's resonating with people because you're you're doing pretty well on on instagram and and it's pretty great i I love seeing it thank you yeah definitely i i wholeheartedly agree with that like i've um i've worked through a lot of stuff especially last year was pretty trying um Mm -hmm. as far as like depression and things like that go but i've like work through a lot of it and it's and it's um poured out into all aspects of my life not just with like instagram and the creative gypsy and things like that but it's it's poured into my relationships mm-hmm. i understand like you know everything that i was saying earlier with you know using my spiritual side to understand why i'm feeling anxious and depressed and things like that you know it's not a, it's not a perfect path so sometimes I get wrapped up in my emotions and I explode on people and stuff like that. So I've, I've caught the pattern and mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm working with that. And it's been extremely healing. Even you know, recently when I talked about, um, you know, going separate paths with a friend that I've been, 
you know, someone I've been friends with for almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, we had a huge explosion last year Mm -hmm. and crazy. And I just like spiraled into this depression from it and I've come out of it and I've witnessed the pattern and we talked through it. Both of us have seen the pattern and we understand that. And we like, we respectively and like lovingly parted ways. And it was like pretty amazing to see that happen. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, it just felt like a huge accomplishment to like be able to understand, you know, emotionally and psychologically what it is I was going through and I've come out the other side and like I'm like holy crap I've really learned this like extreme lesson and and that's the whole purpose of why I chose to go this route with you know my mental issues then mm-hmm. you know what I mean right yeah and and I think that's a perfect place to wrap up because mm-hmm. Uh, it really encompasses everything that you've been learning on your path. And I think it's, there's a lot of great lessons that people can learn just by listening to this. Um, I definitely want to do a follow-up, if not just, you know, us talking, but um, you know, another podcast in the future, but uh, it seems like there's a lot more that we can dive into just you and I just talking about, uh, you know, really the past 10 years of our lives and, uh, you know, figuring out a lot of stuff. My friends that are listening (laughs) (laughs) right so um so yeah we'll we'll figure all that stuff out but um can you uh do you want to just give everyone a way to reach you probably your instagram and your website again or anything else absolutely um you can follow me on at the creative gypsy and you can also go on my website book a reading if you would like at the creative gypsy.net i'm also on youtube as well you can find me through my website i post monthly readings um, free month readings, um, you know, every month. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, well, this has been pretty dope. I really appreciate your time and, uh, thanks for being on. Yes. Thank you so much, Christian. I love talking to you. All right. Good times. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend. I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need, all I need is for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. You dance for hours as I watch from overhead. It's on my team, you got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's on my team, you got me going off your dopamine.